Hi, welcome back to Engage. I'm Kelly Donlin Hoy, your host and the founder of KDH Consulting. Today, I'm with Madeline Schwartz, who's an expert in a topic that every company should pay attention to. What's her area of expertise? Well, let's say hello and find out. Madeline, welcome to the program and thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Kelly. It's my pleasure to be here. Yay. Now, I know your area of expertise, but let's see if we can make it a little fun for those who've tuned in today and see if they can figure it out. So I'm going to start with our by asking our listeners and viewers a question, which is, how many meetings a week do you typically attend? Is it five? And if so, lucky you, I'd like to work where you do. Is it 10? Is it 25? Whatever the number, meetings are a common way of businesses getting work done. And the underlying premise of a meeting makes sense. You gather relevant stakeholders on a particular topic and you get together to either report progress, maybe troubleshoot an issue or a problem, or even plan for something in the future. But not every meeting is successful. A good meeting is successful to the degree that everyone who attends can fully participate. Now, some of you out there I know like meetings, even look forward to them. I've heard some people refer to meetings like a cocktail party. They're excited for the chit chat beforehand. They love to jump in and share ideas and speak their minds, but that's not everyone. Some attendees actually dread meetings or find them paralyzing. So that's our clue. Do you have any idea what this area of expertise that Madeline is bringing to us today? Well, if you haven't, we're talking about introverts. Those folks who find it difficult to speak their voice and really contribute fully in the workplace. Now, Madeline has built an entire coaching and consultancy organization around this very topic. So Madeline, Let's start with defining what an introvert actually is. Introverts are people who need time alone in order to recharge. So some people get their energy from being around other people and feed off other people's energy. And introverts are the opposite and they prefer quieter, less stimulating environments and really um, build energy from solo time. And it's kind of, if you think of a sponge, they're the people who are soaking up everything. They're usually highly observant and more sensitive and prefer to listen instead of talk. So they are taking in everything that's happening before they take action. Excellent. Thank you for that grounding. And I know many of us have gone through assessments where we learn if we have leanings more towards being an extrovert, those sort of cocktail party meeting attendees, or the introverts, as you've just described them. So that's really helpful. Second question, why is it important that organizations understand how introverts work and how to really optimize their full contribution? 
Yeah. Introverts make up 30 to 50% of the population. And whenever I tell people that stat, they're often really surprised. And so if you're not hearing from the introverts on your team, you are potentially missing out on 50% of the brain power, of the creative potential and the problem solving ideas of your people. So you are massively underutilizing your team. That statistic is daunting to me, uh, truly. I, I, I think that's the why, the critical why organizations have to pay attention to this because it's a, it's a business impact, right? I mean, the, the outcomes are diminished because up to half of the employee base is not being tapped into appropriately. Now, it, I, I wanna ask a related question and it, it feels like every single episode links back to the fact that we're in a pandemic. <laughs> is there situational introversion? Do you think those numbers have changed or gone up because of the pandemic? I mean, you and I are doing this on Zoom. Um, we're not face-to-face. Does, does that impact introverts and extroverts because we're operating in such a different environment? So I do think that environment impacts people, but I don't think that changes this innate part of our personalities. What I have heard a lot and read a lot about is how introverts have realized that maybe social interactions are more important than they expected. And one thing that I wanted to go back to that you said at the beginning is not all introverts are nervous in social situations or shy, right? And those two things often get conflated. And so there are some introverts who are really confident public speakers, and there are some extroverts who are not. And so introverts and extroverts can have social anxiety or nervousness in social situations. And so they don't always go together. Thank you for clarifying that. That elevates my understanding, which is why we have you on. Um, now let's talk, uh, there's so many practical tips that I know you can share with our audience. And I'm excited, a lot of people who listen in are leaders in organizations. So, so let's go right to it. What can leaders do to help introverts bring out their best selves? Or I think on your profile in LinkedIn, it says help introverts speak up in a world of loud talkers, something to that effect, which I think is hysterical. So what's your first thought on what leaders can be doing to make that more inclusive? The first thing I would do is establish community guidelines for meetings. So often meetings are just the wild west. The same people are jumping in and doing a lot of the talking and the first to answer questions. And what I would do instead, if you want to create a more inclusive environment and make sure that you are hearing from those 30 to 50% of the people on your team who might not be so inclined to speak up is to have a one, two, three and me code. So that is that after you speak, you would then wait for three more people to speak and contribute their ideas before you jump in again. And the beauty of this is that it gives people a way to monitor themselves. So if they are on the more talkative side, 
it helps them remember, have three more people contributed before I jump in again. And it also gives the team a safe way to call out each other because you have established guidelines at the beginning and it doesn't need to be a big critical thing. It's just a reminder, oh, one, two, three, and me. I so the first love that. That is so brilliant. I mean, it's it's um, a very structured assurance that you're going to get more contribution. How great is that? All right, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Were you going to add a second tip there? <laughs> Was there a follow-up? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so the second tip would be to send agendas in advance. And this might seem like a tiny little thing, but it can make a huge difference because introverts often need more time to process their ideas. So they can't just spew out anything that comes to mind in a meeting. And if you send agendas in advance, it gives everyone time to collect their thoughts, prepare and come to the meeting with ideas. Love that. Two very practical things. Now, uh, some leaders are actually introverts themselves. Mm -hmm. um, any thoughts about uh, how leaders can overcome that in themselves as they step into these roles and they need to facilitate meetings? Remembering that you don't need to do all of the talking and that there are so many benefits to being an introvert and to being more quiet because it allows you to step back and observe what's happening before you take action. So, so often people are really like quick start, you know, want to jump in and start solving the problem without maybe taking a little bit of time to evaluate the strategy first. I love that. So give yourself permission to take it in and then respond. My listeners may not believe this, but I think that I might be a closet introvert. <laughs> um, so I am really, I, I work very hard to be um, outward and engage with others, but I love what you're saying because um, if you feel the tendency to have to talk um, or to have to, if that's sort of how you're defining leading, you're helping us expand our understanding to know maybe not so much. Maybe it's more about sitting back and listening and then responding. So, so thank you for that. Um, so what about if you're a peer, right? We all have a responsibility to show up and to include our colleagues. Um, any tips, whether you're the leader or just a, just a participant in a meeting, what would you say to fellow <laughs> members of a group? Yeah, so for peers, I would suggest one, that they champion other people's ideas. So if you know that someone has a great idea and they're not going to jump in and raise their hand, you can be the person to bring that forward and give them credit. So that's one place that peers can be really helpful. The second thing is to ask more questions. But not every question is equal. So you want to <laughs> ask questions and better questions get better answers. And here's the catch with questions. Once you ask a question, you need to have the courage and the patience to actually listen to the answer. And this is a place where people often have trouble. 
And as a culture, like we are not particularly good at listening. So one of the tips that I would give is to think about listening with all of your senses. You wanna pay attention not only to the words that are coming out of people's mouths, but you wanna pay attention to the visual cues, to the things that they're not saying. So you wanna listen between the lines. And anytime you tap into your senses, it just makes you more present in your body. And you can also pay attention to what, like what's happening for you when you're listening. Like, do you feel yourself getting defensive when someone is giving you a piece of feedback or sharing an idea that you don't think is the right direction to go? Like, is that triggering for you? And just pay attention to that. And again, like have the courage and the patience to listen and really hear ideas out. That is so helpful. It's, it's a, a much more engaged and active participation. Um, and I'm hearing you also say your self-awareness, right? Know how you're responding um, and, and that will allow for a more fluid exchange of ideas or, or um, you know, a more productive meeting. Excellent. Okay, I thought of a question I wanted to ask earlier. So I wanna come back to um, uh, sort of what introverts are versus extroverts. Is there any data, Madeline, that suggests introverts, there's a gender difference, more women or more men are introverts. I'm just curious. So I haven't read anything about that. Okay. Um, but what I think comes to play here is just uh, how we socialize men and women, how we socialize girls and boys from a very young age. And so I think often, uh the people who are quieter on teams and in meetings are women and that might be because they're more introverted and it might be because they have just gotten so many signals or learned from so many past experiences that their ideas are not as welcome or going to be shot down Mm -hmm. No, I have to agree. Um, so, so this is a deeper question, but um, you know, the the stereotypical view is girls are quieter, and you know, boys make roughhouse, right? So, so I think that's helpful to understand if we want to overcome um, the current situation and fully tap into the fifty percent, thirty to fifty percent of people that that have those introvert uh, tendencies, um, because in the end we do see huge momentum in diversity and inclusion. Um, and this is one way that employees are diverse, right? Where they get their energy from. So companies really should pay attention to um, the type of employee they have and implement some of these practical tips that you've shared. So they really are getting the best um, out of their employees for their businesses. And, and I think the impact, not only from a business perspective, is a greater sense of inclusion. It's, it's got to feel good to an employee that, you know, sort of classifies or self-identifies as an introvert to know that leaders and their peers get that and still, you know, find ways to, to interact productively. Yeah. And to also realize that there are other reasons that people on your team might not be speaking up and all of these tips that i shared for leaders and for peers 
are going to benefit everyone, like regardless of the reason of why they might not feel comfortable bringing their their ideas to the table. Excellent. So um, anything else that you would offer in terms of practical ways to um, help introverts? Did we, did we forget anything? Is there anything else that you'd like to offer to our viewers and listeners? Yeah, for the people who are leading teams, I would, I, I can't tell you how many people come to me to work with me because they have been given feedback that they are too quiet. And so we should oh. stop giving people this feedback. Like at best it's hurtful and at worst it can be really damaging. And I assure you it has the opposite effect of what you are hoping to change in that person. And so instead of telling people there's something wrong, with being quiet and overlooking all of the benefits that they are bringing to the team environment by being more observant and more circumspect. I would instead encourage you to really look at the culture and the policies you have that might be keeping people from wanting to speak up in the workplace because so often our work cultures are designed to reward the people who are the loudest and do the most speaking. And imagine what ideas might come up, what new solutions teams can bring if we instead reward people for having the most impact with the fewest words, right? Like who can be most clear and get their idea across the fastest? I love that. Yeah. So, so it's not just the squeaky wheel, right? And we know that happens. The, the loudest person often ends up influencing. So, um, okay. Let me do a quick re recap for viewers and listeners, because this has been amazing. Uh, one, two, three, and me for a more fluid and um, collective meeting experience send agendas ahead so everyone can thoughtfully prepare and come ready to contribute. Um, listen with all of your senses. That, that one's resonating with me, not just to hear, but to check our own reaction to things and to really observe what's happening as opposed to uh, you know, leading with uh, being a, a loud talker, if you will. Um, and then this notion that it's, it's not helpful to tell someone that's an introvert that they're too quiet, um, but rather to step back and systematically look at how the organization is functioning and make that change as opposed to giving feedback that's going to be negative. Now, I know this is just a little snippet of your expertise, but nonetheless, fabulous for our viewers and listeners today. So thank you. Thank you. But what if someone wanted to learn more, Madeline, uh, how would they get in touch with you? Whether they're an introvert or they lead people that they think are introverts, help us understand how to access you and your resources. Yeah, so the best ways for people to get in touch with me are to reach out to me on LinkedIn or to email me at madeline at madelineschwartz.com. Beautiful. Okay, well, I wanna thank you for your time today. As always, for our listeners and viewers, we welcome comments, we welcome questions. And um, you can either put those uh, in the episode as we post on the YouTube channel, 
or as we promote in LinkedIn. And I'm very excited to say that this episode will also be available in regular podcast channels. So we're expanding where we offer the engaged conversations. And again, Madeline, thank you so much for sharing your insight. It is my pleasure, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Okay, take care. And we'll see you again on the next episode.